You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. What's up, Impact? How's everybody doing tonight? Good, 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 good. Okay. Hey, we're excited you guys are all here hanging out with us. My name's Chris. If it's your first time to Impact, I don't know what you've been missing, but we're really glad you're here hanging with us. We have this camp coming up this summer. What's it known as? I think it's called Big I think it's called Big Stuff. I believe it is. Show of hands if you have attended Big Stuff before. Yeah. Show of hands if you had a blast at Big Stuff. All right. Guys, we can't wait for it. We have three buses going this year, right? And we're actually going from June 18th to the 22nd. We're leaving Sunday night, June 17th. Well, why are you guys talking? You might be saying, why are you saying all this, Chris? Because that's like six months away. What's going on? Guys, we only have uh, a handful of spots left. Okay, I'm talking like less than 15 spots. So if you have not signed up yet or if you have not gotten your money in, then you guys, you need to get on that ASAP, pronto. Okay, good. Capiche? You guys ever heard of Capiche before? Oh, some of y'all have. Okay, good. Yeah, it's going to be a blast, guys. But there's a table out in the lobby. You can talk to them if you have any questions at all. We are in week two of our series known as Vision. Last week we talked about Vision. And what we really talked about was the fact that, hey, regardless of where you are in your walk with Christ, if you know God or if you don't, if this is your first time here to church, middle schoolers, you guys with me? You all right? You sure? Thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it. Hey, regardless of where you are with God, he has a very unique and special what for your life? Vision. Yeah, that's right. And plan, right? Absolutely. He's got something special for your life. Some of y'all might be like, well, I don't really feel that right now because of stuff that I'm going through, all the junk that I'm facing right now in my life. Whoa, hello. All the heaviness in my life right now. Guys, all the crud, the fears, the worries, the storms that we have in our life. Hey, believe it or not, each and every one of y'all walked in here with something going on in your life. I used to, I like to think of like old cartoons when they have like these like rain clouds that kind of follow somebody. Right? You guys seen Winnie the Pooh, who's the one who's always, oh bother, right? Eeyore, Eeyore can never catch a break, right? He's like living in a storm. Guys, the fact of the matter is we are all living in some sort of a storm in our life right now. And we talk about vision. You might be saying, Chris, what is a vi- God has a vision, a plan for me. He loves me. I matter. Do you know what I'm going through? Do you know how hard it is to go home and try and talk to my parents when they don't understand me? And all we ever do is argue. Do you know how hard it is for me to switch homes every week because my parents just got a divorce? Do you know how hard it is to try and maintain solid friends in high school? Do you know how hard it is when people gossip about you all day and then you have to say something to protect your reputation, but then it looks like you care too much, so it might be true You guys ever been there before? Yeah, Yeah, that's a sticky spot. Guys, maybe the storm you're in is just school. Hey, AP classes. Ooh. Papers, projects, trying to get your requirements in to graduate. That stuff is heavy. Middle schoolers. Hey, man, you guys have a lot more freedom and independence. That's nice, but you also got a lot more tests. You got a lot more expectations on you. Guys, sometimes that can be a storm, and it's just not fun. 
Relationships. We talked about this last week. February, we're doing a dating series. I can't wait for it. Some of you guys really need to sign up for that dating series because right now you're in a relationship and you're like, you know what? I don't feel like I'm ever going to find a husband. I will be single my whole life. Some of y'all, I know, right? And, hey, fellas, some of y'all are like, a wife? I don't even know what. I'm just going to be a bachelor. Because maybe you legitimately think that, hey, relationships just might not be for you. I see some of y'all even like high-fiving out there. Like, amen, sister, go. I love it. Guys, there's storms. We all have storms in our life. And the problem with storms, guys, is that when you get caught in one, you start doing what? Like a twister. Spinning, twirling. And before you know it, you're turned this way or that way and that way. And, guys, your whole perspective is gone. And it's hard to see anything else. So, guys, question for us as we start. What storms are you facing right now? Do not shout this out. But you have something that's heavy on your heart right now. And when we talk about a vision that God has and a plan that God wants for you to experience and live in your life, you say, I can't get that. Because this storm, I mean, there's no way God loves me and I matter. Because I, I don't know anything else in this storm. Guys, you know the hardest things about a storm is a lot of times in a storm, it's really, really hard to see anything besides that storm. Now, I'm going to explain that for you. When I was a senior in high school, my biggest storm was what was next in my life. It was hard. I didn't know what I was going to do after, after high school. I didn't know where I was going to go to college. I didn't know if I was going to keep trying to play basketball or just go to a regular school. I didn't know where I was going to attend. I didn't know how I was going to get the money to attend. I didn't know if I was going to have friends there and fit in and enjoy it. I didn't know what to do. And I'm sure some of y'all seniors are probably feeling some of the same stuff. I love hearing you guys talk about this because, hey, it's not just you. We were there. I bet your leader was there too. And, guys, that storm was so consuming to me that it was the only thing that I saw. And I realized something. It was really, really hard for me to see the vision that God had for my life because all I could see was what? The storm. I saw the negativity. I saw the junk. I saw the crud. I saw how hard it was. And I wasn't sure what I was really supposed to do in my life. Long story short, I ended up going to school up in New Hampshire, 14 hours away. That's a long ways. Uh, It's freezing cold up there. It's like 45 minutes above Boston. And I really realized something up there, guys. I realized that it snows a lot in the Northeast. I'm I'm like talking like freezing, freezing, freezing cold. And when I got up there, I got homesick. And it was hard for me because I missed being home. Like growing up, I couldn't spend the night at my grandma's house or at my neighbor's house. Neither one. I didn't do any of that. I loved to be home. And somehow, I felt like my plan and vision that God had for me was to go all the way up there where it was cold and it was just out of control, right? But something I realized up at Exeter was really weird. On all the paths up there, they had these big sticks. I'm talking like probably four or five foot sticks next to a path. And if you guys have ever seen a construction site before, they have like all these like sticks and it's like a, a framework here and a blueprint here and this is probably what it's going to look like one day. Y'all know what I'm talking about? If you see like construction around a sidewalk, there's like little markers everywhere. And I just thought this school was like super lazy or something because the sticks were there when I got there in the summer. They are there in the fall. They were there in the winter. It's like, what are all these sticks about? I don't understand it. And the top half of the stick was bright orange. Anybody have a bright orange shirt on? Yeah, my man right there. The Vols. I'll pull for Tennessee. Absolutely, man. I'm with you, man. But it was bright. It was like, uh, is it burnt orange? Burnt orange, yeah. 
So what's really unique about that is it really stands out. Right? Bright orange stands out. And every, I never knew why those sticks were there until the first snow. Because up in New England, it's not like if you get an inch of snow, everything closes. I remember the first day I walked out of my dorm room, and there was like a foot of snow on the ground. It's like one of those colds where you walk out and breathe, and everything, every piece of snot in your nose freezes. And like your chest is like, <gasps> like you just got shocked, like clear, whoop. I was like, oh, my goodness, it was freezing cold. And everybody I saw was walking to class. And I asked somebody walking behind me, uh, this guy, his name was Player. His actual name was Player Haynes. It's really his name. He's from Virginia, so we kind of had something in common being from the South. I was like, Player, I was like, what? where's everybody going? He's like, oh, they're going to class, man. I was like, no, they're not. Dude, there's snow on the ground. It's supposed to be canceled. He's like, nah, they don't really do that up here, man. So we had to walk to class. It was freezing, freezing, freezing cold. I couldn't even see where I was going. But you know what those sticks were for? To mark the path, to show us where to go. So on the sidewalks, all of them, they would come and they'd shovel them and clear them and clear them and clear them. And the sticks that were bright orange showed us where the path was and showed us where we were supposed to go. And I realized, I was like, you know what, man? If I didn't have those sticks, I'd probably want in the middle of a field somewhere. I definitely wouldn't make it to class. I wouldn't be able to find my safe place and where I'm really supposed to end up and supposed to go. But I'll tell you what, the snow was coming, the ice, the sleet, all that, and it was really hard for me to see. Guys, check this out. Next slide for us. It's hard for us to see God's vision for our life when the only thing you can see smacking you in the face and hitting you and tapping you on the shoulder, hitting you up on the phone, knocking on your door, coming from your parents, coming from your best friend, coming from your girlfriend, whatever it is, is the storm. It's hard. Guys, you will start roaming and not knowing where to go. And we lose our focus. And then we go back to a vision. God, you have vision for my life. Why well, is the only thing I can see this storm? See, probably somebody talking about a storm right there. No? Guys, David talks about this in Psalms. And I love Psalms. If you guys know the book of Psalms, right in the middle of the Bible, you know, a lot of the Psalms are actually supposed to be sung. Anybody a singer in here? Some of us. Great. All right. Well, I'm not a singer, so I'm not going to sing this verse for you. But we're going to go to Psalms 46. And guess what uh, David finds out here in Psalm 46? This is what he tells us, guys. He said, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Everybody say refuge. refuge. Guys, anybody know what a refuge is? It's a shelter. Perfect. Guys, you know, a refuge is a shelter, so if it's snowing really bad or if you're at the beach and it's about the thunder and lightning and storm, they say, hey, you better go seek some shelter or seek some refuge from your storm. Guys, God, right now, in your life, with your storm, what you're dealing with, what you can't see past because it's blinding you, wants to be your what? Refuge. Refuge. That's what he wants to be. Oh, and also he wants to be our strength. Guys are like, yeah, strength, okay. I can see that. Guys, that's what God wants to be. And what's cool about it is that he is always, always, always ready to do what? Help. Always ready to help. Some of y'all have some friends who are like, yeah, I'm there for you. Hit me up anytime. Well, you hit them up at like 2 o'clock in the morning. They're sleeping as they should be, right? Don't you dare say no. Guys, you should be asleep at 2 in the morning, right? But guys, one person who's never asleep Miss God. He's our refuge to help us because as you know with your storm, that whatever it is right now, in your mind, twirling around, driving you crazy, that doesn't really stop. The storm that you're facing doesn't really have a time clock. 
But you know who wants to help you at any time of day, night, afternoon, evening, morning, whatever it is? It's God. And look how David finishes this. So we're not going to fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. You know what I thought about with this? I thought about a sandcastle at the beach. Seriously. You know how much time you put into a sandcastle at the beach to make it look perfect and have all kinds of details? You get a little piece of stick or something. It can be a steeple. I don't know. You might even dig a little moat around it. And your whole goal is to make it look as great as possible. But guess what's going to come and get it? The water. Yeah. The tide. It's going to come and get it, man. And it's going to wreck it. It's going to crumble it. It's going to destroy it. Hey, guys, if we let that storm that might just be a cloud right now in your life, if you let it just sit and if you let it fester and if you don't address it and if you don't bring it to God who wants to be our refuge and our strength, who's always there for us, guess what's going to happen? It's going to crumble, man. It's going to, it's going to eat you up. It's going to destroy you, right? And the vision that God has for you, you won't be able to find it. You won't be able to see it. You won't be able to experience it. So, guys, I want to encourage you tonight, and I want to challenge y'all this week and challenge y'all in 2018 to not let those storms crumble your dreams. Not let the storms in your life crumble the vision God has for your life. Because the vision God has for your life is greater than any rain cloud or blizzard or nor'easter or twister or whatever you want to call it. It's greater than that. But you can't let that bring you down to a point where it's the only thing you see. Guys, here's our challenge. Don't let the storms of your life block the vision God has for you. If you want to screenshot that, if you want to type it on your phone, whatever it is, don't let that block the vision that God wants you to live and experience in 2018 and for the rest of your middle school, the rest of your high school, the rest of your life. Don't let it happen. And I know there's some of us right now who are sitting here, and you're like, you know what, yeah, I can try that. But wouldn't it just be easier if, like, Jesus was, like, with me and I could talk to him and say, hey, man, why is this storm happening? How do I handle this storm? What do I do in this situation? How do I react to this? Anybody feel that way? Like, it, it'd be cheating. It would be cheating, but I would love to cheat in that. If I could have God right here to help me in the flesh, person to person, I'd give him a big dap, talk to him, what's up, right? And I'd say, hey, can you help me with this and help me see the vision you have for my life so the storm doesn't destroy me like a sandcastle? A lot of you guys are being modest. I respect that, right? But we would love to be able to talk and communicate like you do with your best friend with God and talk with Jesus. And if you did, do you think you would ever doubt anything if you saw Jesus and Jesus just told you that? Because one of his disciples, actually most, most of his disciples, they struggle with this situation. A disciple by the name of Peter. You guys all know Peter, heard of Peter, right? Peter's the one that God said he was going to build the church on. Peter was one of Jesus' homeboys, one of his closest disciples. But Peter struggled with something. See, if you guys know the story of when Jesus turned the loaves and the fish from five loaves and two fish to all of a sudden feed, how many people? Thousands. Yeah, thousands, 5,000 people, exactly. Right? And talk about a vision. Like if I was hanging out with Jesus and I saw him take this bread and all of a sudden multiply it and take these two fish and feed everybody with it, I'd be like, Jesus, anytime I go to a friend's house or I hang out with a girl, right, and like I'm trying to be impressive because we're going to a, to, to a movie, whatever it is, I want you to like multiply my popcorn to like feed everybody in the theater. Wouldn't that be sweet? 
Like, I'd be the coolest dude. Like, I'd just be in there passing out popcorn to everybody. It'd be so cool, right? That's what I would want. Well, after Jesus does this, Jesus sends his disciples off, tells Peter and all of them, he says, hey, get in this boat, go out to the sea here, go out to the Sea of Galilee, and I'll see you in a little bit. And Jesus has to talk to the crowd and dismiss the crowd and make sure they're on their way. Well, the middle of the night comes, and Jesus walks out to see Peter and the disciples. And we're going to pick up here in Matthew chapter 14, okay, talking about visions here. You guys ever heard the vision referred to as a ghost? You guys ever heard that? Like, I see visions. Like, there's something wrong with you. Okay. If somebody says, I've seen a vision, right? Well, at this point, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. It's the fourth watch, okay? Super, super, super late. Really dark out. And they're probably pretty tired. Well, Peter thinks that he sees a what? A ghost. Ooh, they were getting deep. Wasn't the Holy Spirit yet. He thinks he sees a ghost in a vision. Well, actually, who was it? It was Jesus, right? And I love this because they start freaking out. They're out on the Sea of Galilee. It starts to storm. They don't know what they're going to do. A lot of them are professional fishermen here. They've never seen like a ghost walking on the water to them. And now Peter's like, oh, it's a ghost. What are we going to do? The storm, the waves. I don't really know what to do here. This is crazy. And here's what. Jesus says to Peter, Jesus said, hey, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Peter calls back. Look at this. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. These were not like Aquafina or Dasani water bottles that they're just like walking on. I mean, like Jesus was out there like coasted on the water, man, at 3 o'clock in the morning. I would think it'd be some dream. I'd be like, what do I see out there? What does Peter do? Yeah. Peter hops right out of the boat. Says, all right, I'm going to go. And and check what Peter says. Jesus says, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat, walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified. Hold on. So he was walking on water to Jesus in the middle of the night. But what scared him? The waves, the storm, the winds. I'd be terrified I was walking on water. Completely forget the fact that Jesus is working and doing incredible things to him. Bro, you can walk on water. Superman came and do that. Maybe Aquaman, I don't know, right? Walking on water. Peter says, oh, I'm not looking at the water anymore. Oh, there's some waves. Here comes some wind. And what does he say? I'm starting to sink. So, Jesus, save me, Lord. Man. Jesus immediately reaches out. He grabs him. Says to him, you have so little faith, man. Why'd you doubt me? And I love that story with Peter. Because I think for a lot of us right now, we can't really see that vision that God has for us. right? And the incredible things that God wants to do in your life and through your life. We can't see it because we see the waves. We see the storm. We see the clouds coming. We see the snow. We see all the heaviness, all the junk. And we can't focus on the vision of what God wants us to do. Some of us, man, like, and don't mind you with this with Peter. What did Jesus just do like a few hours earlier? He got all that popcorn or like going to Chipotle and get like 12,000 burritos for everybody. You'd be like the coolest person in Kernersville, right? 
That's what Jesus did. He fed 5,000 people with a couple of loaves and some fish. And Peter immediately forgot about it. He completely forgot that happened because he sees Jesus and he says, oh, man, if that's really you, let me walk on the water to you. He walks to him and he starts to sink because he sees the waves. Guys, I feel like for a lot of us, I feel like our biggest struggle is not necessarily jumping over that boat, right? I think a lot of us are down to jump into the water and try to walk to Jesus. I think the bigger problem is not walking to Jesus. I think our bigger problem is keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. Because for some of us, you've seen what Jesus has done in your life. And you've seen how he's changed some of your friends and changed some of your family and how he's doing incredible things. And you felt some of that vision that God has for you and the plan God has for you. But you know why we're starting to lose it and we're starting to drift and we're starting to fade a little bit? Because we see this wave and this wave. And we take our eyes off of Jesus. Guys, what I want us to do, try and keep our eyes on Jesus. Just try. I know it's hard. I'm going to tell you three ways to do it. And hopefully in your small groups you can talk about other ways to do it. Listen, Peter was one of Jesus' closest disciples. He's walking on water, probably trying to do a moonwalk or something. And all of a sudden he starts to sink because he takes his eyes off of him. And he loses faith. Guys, we got to keep our eyes on Jesus because the storm's going to be there. But you know what's greater than the storm? You know what's stronger than the storm? You know what's going to last better than any sandcastle you ever make? Yeah, absolutely, his love for us. I love the energy for that. That was great. It will. Hey, yeah, give her a hand. There you go, absolutely. Hey, guys, I've I've got a story for us real quick here. And then I got you three steps. When I was up at Exeter, when it was freezing cold and we didn't know where we were going, we had to follow the orange sticks everywhere we went, I took a class. Fellas, this was the most challenging class I probably took in high school or college. Physically, it was very hard. So I have a lot of respect for anybody who actually does this. Yoga. Oh, Brent, don't say what. You, hey, listen, fellas, y'all mess around and get in yoga and then talk to me in about a week. And you're going to be like limping all over the place, not knowing how to walk, move. I mean, when you, everything you do different in your life after yoga. I'm telling you, your whole experience in life is different from taking a shower, going to the bathroom. You just hurt all the time in yoga. It's terrible. Does anybody do yoga in here? Some of us. Girls, do any guys do yoga? Oh, Brent, you were just a champion. Hey, and Josh, of course. I like that, Captain America. You would do it. All right. Guys, yoga's tough, man. It's hard. You work on your flexibility. You got to be more agile. You got to be more nimble. You learn how to stretch and look like Gumby. I, the best thing I could ever do, I used to be able to touch my toes to the floor. And now I'm not even lying to you. This is about as far as I can go right here. I'm just not flexible. I'm not at all. Thank you for the hand. That's a sympathy clap. I don't want that sympathy clap, okay? But here's the thing with yoga. You know what I learned on the first day of yoga? The most important thing for yoga was actually, yeah, was your breathing. And they they told us this, and I'll never forget it. The instructor said, you have to find one thing and focus on it. I was like, one thing to focus on? Okay, I got this. All right, what are we going to do? Downward, upward-facing dog, whatever it is, human press, I don't know. And I would do something, and I'd be on a leg like this, and then my attention span would be like, squirrel! And I'd fall over. All of a sudden, somebody would say something, and I'd be like this, and then I would just fall on my face. 
because I really can't focus very well with that. And my instructor kept saying, well, Chris, are you focusing on just one thing? I said, well, no, I'm not because I, like, I'm right next to a window. How do you want me to focus on one thing in a window when you got all these things coming by on bicycles and animals and dogs and little happy squirrels, right? I can't really do that, okay? But guys, what I found out was the best thing I did was probably a couple weeks later, oh, I'm not that bad, a couple days later, a couple sessions later, I said, I'm going to stop standing in front of this window because I can't focus on one thing. So I turned around. And I started to focus on one thing on the wall. It was a little mark. It looked like a scuff mark or something somebody just kind of marked on. And I found out that the class got a lot easier. My balance was a lot more solid. My foundation was firm. I didn't get distracted because I didn't see squirrels. And it was easy. It was a lot, guys. It was so refreshing for me to be able to keep my balance and stay strong in one place. Because I kept my focus on one thing. Now, guys, I'm not going to tell you right now that the only thing you are allowed to focus on in your life is Jesus. Because that's just not realistic, right? But for some of us, we need to turn around and stop looking out that window and letting all these other things and bad relationships and people that we hang out with and distractions, right? Things that we should not be doing, we need to turn away from it. And focus on what is most important. Because the vision God has for you, man, it's incredible. And it's for you and it's for you and alone. The plan he has for you is something he wants for you and you alone to experience. But guys, to get it, we got to have that strong vision. To get it, we got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. we got three ways to do that. First way, be thankful. Be thankful. Because you know it's actually hard to have an attitude of thankfulness consistently. Like it is like a gift to have a thankful heart. Because what happens is once you're thankful, you start to see other people differently. You start to see yourself differently. Your attitude starts to change with life, with other people, with things, events, activities going on in your life. See, God wants us to be thankful to him, not because he wants us to, oh, I need your thanks. Please, yes, please thank me for this food. Okay, Chris, you may eat now. That's not our God. But you know why he wants us to be thankful for him? Because it shows us and it shows him that we understand and recognize that everything that we have and we experience is a gift from who? God. It's a gift from God. It changes us, guys. My little brother growing up, he was awful at this. My little brother now, he's an Alabama fan. He's still awful with this, okay? Yeah, don't. He's not a very thankful person. I love him to death. But when we used to go out to eat, this was so funny. We went out to eat, and my dad doesn't really like us going out and spending a lot of money. My little brother would go and get, like, the lobster or crab legs, something that is the most expensive. And my dad would always say, hey, Nick, what do you say? Nick would be like, it's good. I said, no, no, son, what do you say? Uh, can I have some more? No, man. What do you say? You need to say thank you. My dad didn't need that thank you to get a pat on the back. He wanted Nick to understand that the meal, it came from him. It's not just expected and just handed to him, right? Guys, if we have an attitude of thankfulness in our life for our friends, for our family, for school, I know you guys might not like it very much, right? But the grades and what you're learning and what you're going through, guys, our experiences, 
Do we, do we take time and realize that they are a gift from God? It will change your whole mindset. And guess what it will help you do? It will help you focus on the vision and the plan God has for you. Guys, if you start to be thankful this week, it will help you focus more on Jesus. Next thing we can do, this can sound really churchy. You'll like this. you got to escape to Jesus. Some of y'all might be like, escape room? Uh, I haven't heard of this one. Okay. No, escape to Jesus. You know our biggest escape that we have? Probably everybody in here has one. I left mine back in my office. It is something that used to be yeah, a flip phone. Now it evolved into a smartphone and cell phone. Guys, this is such an escape for us. If you don't think about it, when you start drifting away, I challenge you. Guys, later tonight, hopefully not right now. Hopefully not in your small group time. But a lot of times what we do, we escape on our phones. And we'll get out our phone and we'll just start typing in social media. And seeing, oh my goodness, you see what she wore? I can't believe she wore this. I'm going to comment on this. I'm, can I actually like this and then not like it so she'll see that I liked it then I took it away, right? Guys, <laughs> we start to escape to this place in social media. And fellas, we do it with sports, right? We escape here. And we put all of our attention and our vision and our energy right here into escaping. Hey, what if, what if this week we were thankful? What if this week we say, you know, I'm going to try and escape to Jesus a little bit. Guys, we all have that. We talk about the Bible app probably every other week up here. It is an outstanding app. My wife uh, showed me an app known as uh, Sprinkle of Jesus. I think her girl showed it to her. That thing is hilarious, Right? I can't believe it's like it's got some of the funniest things that'll pop up and it'll say, right? It had a, um, one the other day talking about what's, what's the difference between, or what's in common between the Godfather and, and Jesus, right? You guys don't know? Okay, well, obviously, he, he made us, they both made us an offer that you couldn't refuse, right? Oh, come on, come on, right? Come on, God made us an offer we can't refuse in Jesus. If you haven't seen The Godfather, you need to go and see it when it's on TV because it will be censored for you, okay? But hey, seriously, guys, try and escape to Jesus this week. Just try it, okay? When you start to just numb the pain, you get on social media or sports, whatever it is, guys, check out the Bible app. There are plans that can help you with your storm, right? If you're in a hard time, whatever you're going through right now, relationship drama, family drama, right, gossip, uh, bullying, Right, your body, your self-image. Maybe you can't, you don't even feel comfortable looking in the mirror anymore because people always make fun of you, right? Whatever it is, I don't know it. And I'm sorry that you're going through it, but you don't have to do it by yourself. We're here for you, and you can escape to have Jesus help you with that at any time. Try it. I challenge you to try it. And the last thing, try and trust. Really try to trust this week. That, hey, Jesus has something for you. You matter. You're loved. And he has something that is for you. Not your brother. Not your sister. Not the person you work with. Not that kid in the class that knows every right answer. Not that girl in the class who has 11.3 average, right? He has something that is unique and special and wonderful just for you. But, guys, we got to trust it. Hey, and when the storm pops up for you, when you feel like your sandcastle is about to just crumble and wash away, and you feel like, I don't know what vision God might have for me, I want you guys to try and trust him. But you know how you'll have trust for God when that happens? It's just like a relationship with your best friend or, you know, your brother, your sister, whatever it is. Guys, how do you develop trust in a relationship? 
It takes time, right? Like you really get best friends with somebody after hanging out with them over and over and over and over again. Where you probably like know the style that they brush their teeth, right? Girls, y'all know that stuff. I don't know why you do it, right? I brushed and I flossed and I mouthwashed and I picked, right? You know all that stuff. Guys, we need to spend that kind of time right now trusting Jesus. Hey, maybe it's not storming and crazy and hard and out of control in your life right now. Maybe you feel like it's okay. And that's good. But right now is a great time to develop that trust. Right in the meantime. So when you feel like Peter and you're walking on water and you can't see anything else because the waves and the heaviness and the junk in your life, guys, then you'll be able to bounce back and just trust. Guys, I know it's hard. I know it might seem kind of crazy. But Jesus has something for you. If you just take your attention and focus it there. He wants to help you through your storm. And let's pray and ask him to right now. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the storms, the challenges, the hard times that we go through in life, Lord. God, we don't know why they happen. And I, honestly, I don't know why I experience the storms I do. I know why our students experience the storms they do, the leaders experience the storms we do. God, but I just pray that we can rely on you and keep our eyes on you to help us through these storms. God, I know there's a lot of hurt, a lot of heaviness. I know we probably even have students out here who don't really know how much you love them or the vision that you have for them. God, I pray that they can feel your love tonight. I pray that we can support them. I pray that other students here tonight will be empowered to love other people in their group to love on the new kids that are here, just to support one another and be there for one another. God, please help us, help me to trust you through my storm. We ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.